0: are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Tony with another episode of the Pharmacy ITME podcast. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is everyone. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Ben Moore, on what his role is in terms of pharmacy technology and informatics. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Ben. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Excited. Yeah, of course. I'm actually pretty excited to to, uh, to speak with you today. You have a pretty cool background. I want to talk about um, you know just your education, your experience. But before we get into that, can you kind of just give a little brief overview about yourself
1: yeah so i um currently live in memphis tennessee Um, i was born and raised here uh, and I moved to Nashville for um, college. I did undergrad at Trevecca Nazarene University and then did my pharmacy education at Lipscomb University. Um, and then I did my residency training in Nashville as well. Then definitely the, the pull to come home uh, was strong. And so I uh, moved back to Memphis where my family is and my wife's family. have been working here ever since. So. I love
0: it. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, like pharmacy is a really big field and um, in healthcare, that's just one of many fields. And I'm always curious about like why people go into pharmacy. So for you, like when you kind of decided to get into pharmacy, what motivated you to get into that field?
1: Yeah. So kind of my journey into pharmacy was was pretty kind of just like personal. So uh, my mom got diagnosed with MS uh, when I was in middle school. And she immediately got put on um, a specialty drug called Copaxone. And so I just remember being young. I was like, man, this like injection, you know, it was kind of like life changing for our family at the time. It's like super expensive, you know, having to give a sh- yourself a shot every day. And um, I saw the relationship that she had um, virtually with her pharmacist. So she had a pharmacist who would call her every week, especially early on in her therapy, you know, kind of go over injection site technique and, you know, the different side effects with the shot. And I just was like, that's such a cool relationship. You know, like obviously she had a relationship with her neur- neurologist, but, you know, she she honestly talked with her pharmacist more. So kind of through that whole journey and experience, I was like, I would love to do that one day. Like pharmacies, that's kind of cool. And so I did some more shadowing, but that's how that kind of got my interest started um, in pharmacy uh, was through my mom. So.
0: Oh, wow. I'm I'm sorry to hear about your mom's diagnosis, but, you know, like it's really uh. I really commend you that you're able to find a way to turn that into like a motivation for, for you to like def, to pursue pharmacy. And, um, I guess when you went into pharmacy, did you know that you were going to be doing something with technology or was that kind of something you found out later?
1: Yeah, that was, um, so honestly, you know, I got accepted in the pharmacy school, was just excited to, you know, I thought I'd be like, uh, just the, you know, just get into the field and kind of get my feet wet, um, you know, maybe worked at, um, a retail or, or hospital one day, but, um, I really fell in love with, um, the data side of it. And I didn't even know Informatics was a thing until like my second year in school. We had, um, an informatics program headed up by Dr. Beth Breeden at, at Lipscomb. So shout out to. To Beth, she's awesome and just a great mentor. But, um, yeah, we, um, they had a few summer internships available. And so, you know, I'd always obviously loved computers and just was an interest of mine outside of school. And so I, I, I signed up and then immediately just fell in love during my, my summer internship after my P2 year. And so. I just remember at the end of that summer, I was like, "Whatever I have to do to do what these um, informaticists are doing, like that's what I want to do." So that kind of like sparked my interest. I got to work with like pump data and EHR data like every day, and I was just like, "It's the coolest thing ever." Um, So (laughs) sounds kind of nerdy, but uh, it really uh, it really uh, spurred my interest. So
0: that's really cool. I didn't actually put the connection together. I forgot that. You you said you're at Libscom and I'm like, oh, yeah, Uh, Beth Breeden and Kevin Clausen are there, right?
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Both of them were like just huge. And, you know, they're so passionate about what they do. And I mean, it just as soon as I started getting to talk, talking with them and knowing them, I was like, man, I just want to I want to go into this field. Um, They're just so passionate about what they do. So, yeah. They're uh, they they've been great mentors.
0: That's awesome. So you know when you were at that school, did they have like an elective for you, or like how was that? How was that education for you during pharmacy school?
1: Yeah, I, I, so I don't know how it is at every school, but at least at Lipscomb, like we have to take the intro to pharmacy informatics. And that was our beginning of P2 year. And so like through that class, everyone takes it. And then if you want to take more electives, you can. And so um, they were just starting the program at the time, but now they have like a full dual degree program. So um, I ended up just doing like the few extra elective classes and, and got a certificate while I was um in school. And then kind of after I graduated, I kind of finished up the classes and, and got the full master's in informatics. But um, that's definitely like a whole thing that they they kind of set you up with so you take like the intro class and then the people who are interested in it can kind of go take the full the full course so
0: oh so so for the masters was that like something you do like a dual degree or you do that like afterwards
1: yeah so you can you can do both so you kind of have both of the option to do it kind of either way um so for me i was like I really just want to get my farm D and just focus on that um and so I ended up just taking a few of the master courses and and got a, a certificate in informatics like when I graduated with my farm D and then um when I was doing my residency program I I finished up the remaining master courses I had um at that time and so kind of when I was done with my PGY2 year I I graduated with the the master's degree too. That way, I was able to like spread it out a little bit more, and you know, just take classes um, when it was most convenient for me and my schedule. So,
0: okay, okay, cool. That's cool. Um, and then like when you were a you were in school, I think you were an informatics summer intern, which is like it sounds really cool. I actually don't know many students who, is, are, who are able to be informatics interns. So, can you kind of describe that a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. So after the, uh, second year in pharmacy school. After the intro to informatics course, um, Lipscomb partners with Vanderbilt University. And so they take around three to four pharmacy students for a full summer. Um, The cool thing about it too is that it's like a paid internship. So it's a little extra incentive there. So you you get to make some money during the summer, but you get to be integrated with their full um, informatics team. And so that was really the first real informatics experience that I had, um, and really kind of propelled me into this career. Uh, we got to work on different things like dose edge, pump library. We were building out some drugs. We also were helping. They were converting to Epic at the time from their old homegrown system. And so we got to do some data projects related to, um, CPOE drug alert classification and and kind of cataloging how how many um, homegrown decision support rules that they had built at the time and really just got I mean got to sit in on their meetings and just kind of see what they do day to day they have a pretty large team so I just I just remember I was like you know just fascinated with how many pharmacists were behind the scenes at a you know at a big uh, academic you know hospital so it was just a it was a really cool experience would encourage anyone even if like your school doesn't offer program like that to even like reach out to the the bigger hospitals or any hospitals around your area and even just see even for a day or even if they have any internship opportunities because there's there's definitely a need um, out there so
0: yeah that's that's really cool because like um like for me i haven't seen many students in organizations i've been part of uh, actually be there as an informatics focused i've had like one i guess and it's funny he actually ended up becoming an informatics pharmacist but there's not many that have that opportunity so it's really cool that you you were able to do that, and you had that opportunity with uh, with school. You, was that like very helpful in like having you? Um, I guess gain the experience for residency applications.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I, I would say a hundred percent because you know it's it's kind of one thing to. To learn about the concepts, but it's like you just gain a whole different appreciation when you, you know, even for a few weeks gotten to be like really hands on and, and kind of play with some of the data. And I think that's another challenging part too is like from a data perspective, like, you know, it's, it's hard to gain. Or even getting good like pharmacy data sets to even kind of play around with if that's kind of the the route you're interested in in pharmacy informatics world. And so you know just having opportunities to like learn alongside people who are already doing it is just it's just so invaluable.
0: So that's cool. That's cool. So when you started your residency, um, it looks like you you started your residency. It's a PGY one and PGY two combined program uh, at LifePoint, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And um, at the time, so I was the first resident. So it was a brand new program. And it's actually pretty cool. Nashville has four different PGY to pharmacy informatics programs, which is pretty cool, because they're all within like 10 miles of each other. And so um, there's definitely a lot of like informatics collaboration happening in Nashville. So it's definitely becoming like a an informatics hub, if you will.
0: Yeah, isn't, I, I don't remember this, maybe uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Nashville, uh, that area is kind of focused a lot on blockchain usage and um, advancements in blockchain and pharmacies?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's um, an annual blockchain conference that I went to um, a few times Um it's called Distributed Health. And so that's all focused on healthcare. care. And so what they do, they have like an annual like hackathon where they bring in just a bunch of coders and, and people interested in building new kind of applications. And so they award prizes based on, you know, the weekend who can come up with the the most creative Um, application and use case for blockchain and healthcare. So, um, yeah, that's definitely, there's a a few startups, I think that have, that are based in Nashville right now for blockchain specifically in healthcare. So it's, it's pretty cool too.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. So did you actually, um, get to use blockchain technology in your residency program? I, I, I'm asking because like, I don't really know many, um, current organizations that do use blockchain. So that would be really interesting to hear if you guys did use that.
1: I didn't use it um, in my residency program. I know Lipscomb has um, research opportun- opportunities and they're they're looking to use blockchain um, in healthcare. But I didn't use it in my residency. It was still was like pretty emerging at the time. And so, yeah, I, I bet today there's definitely some people using it for sure, throughout the residency program.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And then for your residency program, it is a two-year program. And, you know, uh, typically for informatics, what I've seen is, you know, it could either be a two-year program or or a one-year program that's a PGY-2 focused. So, you know, people can do a PGY-1 and then apply to PGY-2. I guess for you, like, how was yours structured for PGY-1 to 2? Is it kind of like you immediately get to do uh, informatics-related work? Or do you still have like that PGY1 experience of purely just the clinical side and then do PGY2 in informatics.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So the, the way that my program or the program with LifePoint Health and, and, Lipscomb is set up is the first year is primarily, um, clinical based, like your typical PGY1, except all of your electives obviously are, are informatics based. And so you still get to choose some electives, but they're, um, they're all have an inf- informatics focus. I think another really cool benefit, um, as there's more kind of combined PGY1 and two informatics programs, showing up throughout the country is, you know, informatics is primarily like project-based. Um, and it's really cool because I think you gain more experience when you're able to be within an organization throughout two years rather than one, um, since many informatics projects kind of take more than one year from like planning to implementation. And so I think that's really another benefit. Or even if you start off in a PGY-1 at a um, institution that offers a PGY-2, any students or anyone really looking um to do an informatics residency i would really probably encourage looking looking at those sites because i think it is you you gain a a greater appreciation and and just um just even a better experience when you get to like follow a project from like beginning to end so
0: oh yeah that's that's a really good point i I remember like some students that you have their six-week rotation with us and it's like at my previous place and it's it's always like it's a sad for them because they're not able to like they really want to see it through but they're not able to see through uh some of the projects they work on for uh, for informatics so it's it's kind of like it's, it's a lot better when it's like a longitudinal thing. Um, and you know, as you said, a lot of things are more than one year. So having that two year in one place is actually pretty nice. Um, did you, did you have any like, uh, I guess, uh, standout moments or projects that you, uh, worked on in your residency program that kind of like stay with you and you still apply some of that knowledge today?
1: Yeah, definitely. I came, I was able to do my residency at a, at a pretty cool time. We were, um, implementing Cerner in a few hospitals. And so it was actually really cool. I was able to, uh, within the first few months of my residency, go to Kansas City and, and participate in the, the design events for on um, the Cerner EHR. And then during my second year, was able to help build out some of those medication like order senses and um, kind of clinician order sets. For our hospitals. And then I was able to kind of be on site for the go live and like the, the war room, um, if you will, you know, answering kind of tickets and, and different break fixes. And so that probably was one of the most rewarding experiences just because, you know, I, I didn't have an appreciation for for go lives um until then, until kind of stuff hits the fan and you're, you're trying to, you know, implement some break fixes and and, and help, you know, real problems um out of go live. So yeah, that was probably... My favorite experience
0: yeah that that reminds me of the time you know i i was in a go live and i had to take the graveyard shift for for our go live Ooh. Ooh. yeah that was that was rough because then running on a different schedule plus trying to figure out these break fixes at the same time um oh my goodness so, so then after your residency program, you uh, you were able to uh, get a position as a pharmaceutical data analyst coordinator. So you can, can you kind of describe what that is?
1: Yeah. So... Really, the way um, I kind of like describe my role is is a is a pharmacy data steward. And so I sit, you know, structurally in the organizational chart, like on the pharmacy team. But I really am the go-between between our pharmacy customers. So think of like frontline clinical um, pharmacists and pharmacy staff, um, as well as our um, institutional IT team. And so pretty much day to day, we work our data request queue. And so anyone throughout the institution can put in a data request. And so, you know, an example of this, what it would look like would be, you know, hey, I'm a a pharmacist. I need a year's purchase history of a certain drug. Or maybe, hey, a recall just happened on metformin. I need to know of these NDCs and lot numbers, any patients we have dispensed this drug to within the last six months. And so me and my team, I have a data analyst who I work with. We'll, we'll go out and pull that um, report and query, um, and then we we work with the customer to provide them the, re- the report and data that they need. That's kind of day-to-day. We do some other um, high-level stuff, such as like pulling data from our um, non-EHR systems into our data warehouse, as well as some data visualization and dashboard creations for our pharmacy service lines. But um, kind of day-to-day, it's really working that data request queue and then providing support to our um Pharmacy informaticists on the service side. So,
0: oh, that's that's cool. So, so you mentioned that you guys have a, a data warehousing, and I was wondering, like, for your data warehouse, what are some of the challenges that you have trying to get all the information from these different systems to uh, match up in the data warehouse?
1: Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a really good question. That is um, probably one of the biggest challenges we face today. Is so we use a lot of different vendors, you know, outside of just our, our main EHR vendor, and so. Um, the challenge is, you know, working with so many different companies is they all have their preferred way or maybe they don't even have a way to get, to get customers, um, their data. And so, you know, really we just had to come up with a strategy and we have a, an annual data strategy that we update. And so we just had to pick a system um, that would give us a quick and easy win. We, you know, we pull it in. We, we try to get the schema if we can. And then we kind of just move from system to system and, and try to figure out the best way to, um, to pull the data in. Um, it is challenging. So with some of our, like our ADC vendor, you know, there could be large amounts of data there. And so it's always, you know, kind of a puzzle or brainstorming, you know, which tables will provide us the most value to pull it in as well. Well, as do we want to pull the full historical load or maybe it just makes sense um, for resourcing purposes just to pull the last few years of data. So there's, there's a lot of considerations to take in, but, um, really at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to, to provide a, a sandbox and an ecosystem to where we can write fast, efficient queries for our pharmacy customers that, that answers and provides value for the questions that they have day to day. So. Um, it is pretty
0: fun. Are you also involved in like making the the dashboards uh, from the data warehouses?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. So that is one of our our team's strategic goals for this year. Is um, so we've chosen a data visualization software, Microsoft Power BI, is kind of our go to. Um, there's others out there like Tableau is really popular, ClickSense, and some others. But yeah, so we are involved heavily with dashboard creation and there's a lot that goes into that, right? So not only having access to the data, but like, what story do you want to tell? And so um, metric definitions are really important. So that's something I've gained an appreciation for is, you know, we could be talking about drug dispenses, but That could mean something and it does mean something entirely different if you're talking about inpatient dispenses versus like an outpatient dispense. You know, inpatient, we usually think now in terms of charge on administration or the actual administration event. But in retail, that could simply be mean, you know, when we actually physically dispense the product versus when a patient picked up um, a medication um, versus like return the stocks. And so I found it's just really important to, before you begin any like dashboard or visualization, Creation to um, hash out those metrics. And so everyone's kind of on the same playing field as far as what you're talking about and expectations.
0: So. Oh, that, that's a really good point. I think there's a, there's a disconnect of like, you know, someone's requesting something. They think that they're requesting something, but what they put into words is not like what they're, they're actually expecting. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, but that's sometimes the challenges I get when I get data requests is, um, I always have to follow up with them to see if like this is really what they want or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge point. And it, yeah, so much of it, it's almost like we're like data detectives, right? We're, um, you know, and I think that was one of the, the missfalls I had early on in this role was, Oh, I, you know, just assuming, Oh, I know exactly what they need. And you, you spend time creating a report and then you, um, you present it to a customer and they're like, actually, I, I kind of meant this. And so that's, that's huge of, of interviewing your customer. We, we now even have like a set form of questions that once we get a data request that we we meet and interview the customer just to make sure we're all in the same playing field before we we put a lot of effort into a data request because that's the worst right we never want to we got to be smart with our time and resources and never want to to redo work so definitely the the interview is such an important process when you're when you're talk about any informatics work or requirement gathering. So it's something that I've, I've really learned to to appreciate throughout this role.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really uh, good point, like just the interview process. And, you know, like these and some other great tips that you have are, it seems like they're starting to be cataloged on your uh, website, digitalpharmacist.org. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of my passions is is really for teaching. And so I just was looking to create, you know, learning stuff day to day throughout my, my role as a data analyst coordinator. And so I was like, man, I'm just gonna like, I guess, start blogging. I I never blogged before. So I was like, hopefully, you know, not hopefully not many people will will read this or, you know, go go in the death. I'm not the best at at blogging, but um, just wanted to provide some some free resources for pharmacy students or really anyone in the pharmacy field looking to learn more about data. So you know, my, my goal was to, to post every week. And so I'm, I'm hoping to, to start achieving that goal and, and really, you know, some of the po- posts are really like in the details. Um, but you know, I'm hoping to create some more just very general posts. As well, so yeah, really about anything pharmacy data related. So uh, I'm excited and, and kind of looking to see where the kind of digital pharmacist goes. But um, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Awesome. Can you kind of give the listeners just like a I guess a little sample of uh, I guess your your post on SQL that w- that was a really good one.
1: Yeah. So kind of the the different topics I wanted to to focus on on the website were were SQL. Um, We do a lot of SQL from day to day. Honestly, I think if um, any listeners wanted probably the the best one, one thing to learn if you wanted to go into some type of data analyst role, I mean, SQL is just... The backbone of, of so many different technologies of, of, of reporting and, you know, even, you know, not only just getting data out of systems, but, you know, you can do some some manipulation and curation um, with just some basic SQL writing. So I think that's probably the, the primary language and, and tool I would I would learn and push. Also there's going to be some dax on there and dax is the primary data visualization language of Microsoft Power BI. I'm also going to talk a little bit I'm learning some some R and Python uh more on like the the data manipulation kind of data visualization as well and hopefully some modeling stuff and then just some like data best practices. Some stuff that I learn day to day, but um, but yeah, definitely follow if any of that interests you. And if you if none of that interests you, and if you just like learning, definitely follow along too, because yeah, we'll, we'll post a lot of lot of cool cool stuff
0: and content. Awesome, awesome. So you know, like for uh, students or uh, pharmacists who are not currently uh, in the informatics or technology field. Like uh, what kind of advice, like just from your experience, like you have a really cool student experience and you have a residency experience as well. So what kind of uh, advice would you give them if they wanted to pursue this path?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say keep, keep an open mind and, and just do as much like self learning as you can. Um, there's just so many and so much good, like free resources out there and even like really cheap resources like Unami, Coursera. Uh, there's just. A lot of really good videos and like courses you can take and even to gain some like certificates, um, that could help, help you like land an internship or a job. And then even just like reaching out on LinkedIn and and networking and learning about, um, other people's roles. I just think it's, it's just so so invaluable and you can learn so much just from like talking with other people. Two, I, I would recommend getting a mentor. Um, even if it's just reaching out through LinkedIn, mentors are, are invaluable and probably like, just the best advice I could give anyone, Um, even myself, like I'm constantly looking for new mentors and just like trying to be mentors for others. So definitely, if if you're interested, um, like reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, or on the digital pharmacist, you know, I'd love to talk with you and, uh, and share ideas and and collaborate.
0: So awesome. Thanks for sharing that advice. And you said the best way to reach out to you is on, uh, you said LinkedIn, and, and the website.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can just direct message me on, on LinkedIn and then as well as, um, digitalpharmacist.org. You can just send me like an email message through there. Um, I checked both of those really regularly. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Cool. Cool. I'll put the link to your LinkedIn and digitalpharmacist.org into our show notes for people who want to reach out. But to be respectful of your time, uh, I want to thank you again so much for, you know, just taking some time to be on the podcast today.
1: Yeah. Thank, thanks so much, Tony. This was this was awesome. I love to kind of nerd out and talk about data um, to, to anyone. So, this, this was cool. I, I really appreciate it.
0: All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends. Or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at tony at pharmacyitme.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at pharmacistconnect.com, which is and tcom There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy, IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool